welcome in. Thanks for joining us once again on a very special All-Star Weekend episode of Red Rock Sports. You can find us on Twitter at Red Rock Sports One. As always, I am your host, Jared All. Producing the show today, Nick Sopris, or as we like to call him around here, Soaps. How What's are happening? you? What is happening? Glad to have you back. Thank you. I think I like this repetition for our producer. You know, um, let's keep the same person reps are key. through here. And talking about repetition, Mr. Holzkamp, Connor, is out this week. So we thought we'd bring back our good friend, Woos Media's own Tyler Walge. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what's going on? Tyler, I figure if we were to look at the Woos Media family as a sports team, as a baseball team... It would be a dysfunctional family. It sure would. We'd kind of be like the Rockies. But I think you would be the Shohei Otani of the Woos Media team. I mean, you do everything, you know? You're a host. You're a producer. You can just sit here and talk any sport, every sport. Yeah, but Otani's got that injury risk. I mean, is there the same? Do I? I mean, maybe the, the, the pipes, the vocal cords. I'm drinking coffee right now. Yeah. Besides Maybe you should that. switch to tea. So are you saying that if we were in some sort of a podcasting home run derby, I would lose in the first round? Yeah, but also you'd be pitching tonight. <laughs> you you know? go from coffee and, to tea and then back to and, coffee. Yeah, so, right, so I I'll, just mean you're so versatile. You do everything around here. Obviously, I'm in today for Connor, and uh, he's in Vegas right now. Rolling the dice. <laughs> Daddy's rolling the dice. So over under <laughs> like 500 down over for, immediately for, i don't know <laughs> see connor's always a first day kind of guy if okay Con- every trip i've ever, ever been to vegas with connor if he does okay on the first day he generally has an okay trip when he loses on the first day you know you see i'm a last buffet. day guy i'm not like our flight leaves at two and all of a sudden it's noon and i'm on a heater on yeah. the table and i gotta <laughs> I, I don't know what to do do i do i push the flight where am i at you know okay one of my best vegas stories of all time I was losing. I was getting beat up. I was at the airport ready to come home. And I realized I had like $75 in chips in my pocket. Just enough to where it would be worth it to take a cab back to the MGM and cash chips. Well, I take a cab back to the MGM. I realize I've got about five minutes to spare. What do I do? I put my money <laughs> on the money that I have minus the cab, right? So I designate like 25 bucks for the cab. I put the rest of my money on 23 red and it hit 23 red and I leave Vegas with like $400 in my Love pocket. That. Isn't, that, isn't that great? Love I mean, that, that rarely happens, but good story for the kids. Never give up. Always one more roulette spin. <laughs> you know, Tyler, if we all spent as much time in Vegas as you do, maybe we would all be right. winners a little more often. <laughs> more stories that's my problem i'm like an every other year guy so my 200 bucks in like the first 10 minutes just turns me off okay so before we get into today's topics and what we're going to talk about today i do have one qualm i have one thing to bring up i was listening to last week's show believe it or not i'm a listener i like to tune in every week to the red rock sports podcast and i was upset because you guys are going to have to hold connor for his nonsense i mean he gets on here and who knows what that guy's going to say right when you guys are talking about the best all-star game and you get into this whole thing about, yeah, baseball is the best because, and the rationale was, it's the most like the game. I'm sitting there yelling at my phone going, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. 
If you're going to define the best All-Star game, shouldn't it be about what's the most fun? And you guys, for some reason, land on... It is the most fun. They've replicated baseball. They've taken the most boring game that exists and <laughs> done nothing to change it, yet that's the best All-Star game. It's the most competitive. That's what I said. But, it's the but, most competitive. But, but, but you guys were saying that it was a negative that scoring goes up like 500% mm, in the NHL. Like, isn't that a great thing? Don't you like seeing 10 goals in an NHL game? Who cares if it represents the actual give me, score? Give me, Tyler, you're a soccer fan. Would you like to see 10 goals? Goals on, on I would like to game? see soccer players exhibit and show their soccer skills that the average fan doesn't get to see. That's why, I like speed skating and hockey, I like the the the, uh, the passing and the skills competition in basketball. I like to see what's unique about that sports showcase. I don't want to see just a long football game. I don't want to see a long oh. baseball game. I already can't sit through a baseball game. Let's not change anything. Oh, and make it for the World Series, by the way. How stupid that is that? That was dumb. But so, speaking of skills there. competitions, I saw actually a really I'm, cool... I'm, I'm still hot from last week. Yeah, I'm, coming in, I'm coming in here hot today. Copy I, is... I have, I have a way that MLB can can actually improve their whole All-Star weekend. And it's not my idea by any means. It was a clip that I saw on Twitter that it was, it was from, I believe, the uh, Japanese... Whatever Japanese league it was. It's got to be a good they're, idea. Their uh, All-Star weekend. Well, they do like... Uh, a skills competition like batting, you know, so like you're bunting, you got to hit certain targets, you know, and you, you got the bullseye that you're hitting. I think you could do the same thing with, you know, spraying the ball to the outfield, you know, where you're hitting I targets. Don't know. You could do some fun All things like that. All I know like that, is that you know? I had a lot more fun last night watching the celebrity softball game than I know I'm going to have watching the All-Star game. Tonight. I think the point we we're making is that with the MLB All-Star game, they're competitive they're trying whereas in the nfl it's all about avoiding injury i mean right. let's just even the nhl thing. to an extent well, too. and that does depend on what your factors are for an all-star game but to me my factors are it's like the vacation from the sport it's a time to have a mai tai kick your feet up get some sand between your toes who wants like an extended business trip like that's what the mlb all-star game is i like the if the pro bowl we're in the middle of the season. Well, now you got something, right? A little break, a little, little Hawaii. Do you think they could ever do that, though? Would they ever do that? I don't know. Give me but, something like Jared said, where how many oppo homer, homers can these guys hit? Or give yeah, me like, yeah, like give exactly. me, how many Some like, fun stuff. But yeah. the, the, the idea that they are deciding the World Series? Oh, we, we don't that's disagree That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Ridiculous. I do have an idea for the NBA All-Star Game, a way to make that competitive again. You want to know? And it's one simple change. Make the NBA great again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's start that. It's here. a really long half. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, USA versus the world. They do that. Oh. No, 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 no. As the all-star game. Yeah. Instead of Team Braun, Team Because oh, yeah, okay, okay. then these guys have something to play for. They'd, they'd get some kind of emotional about it, some yeah. pride, and they'd want to win the game. That's how you make You're the NBA all-star game. Well, why versus. not also do that in baseball? Yeah, that could be. But, but I mean, think about NBA. Your starting five would be Jokic, Giannis, Doncic, Doncic, Luka Doncic, even Jamal Murray from Canada. That's right. You don't think about that. Exactly. The world team would be elite. I mean, we're talking instead of like a rising stars. I think they do. uh, They did for a while. They did. uh, I think U.S. for for a gap, like two or three years, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think they did it for a little bit. I mean, they call it the Olympics, too. I mean, the U.S. did just lose to Nigeria, so we got that going for us. Yeah, and you guys yeah. are going to talk a lot about we, that coming up, Yeah, I'm sure, we, we will be, and I think, what, the Olympics are, what, two or three weeks out yeah. now, so we'll certainly be touching on some Olympic topics. I love the Olympics. I don't know about you guys. I, I really, it was a total bummer for me not to have it last year, but I'm really looking forward to this year, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I, I'm kind of an Olympics guy. It's certain things. I don't watch all the Olympics. 
Uh, I get into the medal races for sure, except the USA is minus a thousand to win the medal race, so it's not supposed to not be. What close. is the betting market like for the Olympics? I mean, is there is, is there a lot of action? I don't bet on the Olympics. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I would assume that there's probably, especially now that it's legal, there's got to be so much, so many people betting on it. But as we saw in COVID, people will bet on fake. Ping pong games. We're talking <laughs> yeah, video I, games. Guilty. Ping pong. Yeah, guilty. <laughs> Did no. you win though? Uh, I, I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> I was betting with my buddy uh, on betonline.com fake Madden games. We're watching oh, simulations yeah. of Madden <laughs> cheering for these teams. Okay, but the graphics on, on those things anymore, like, I'm good. I don't even need to watch the real game. I'll just go watch I'd the simulation. I'd be lying to say I haven't done the exact yeah, same thing. So. I had to bring that up, though. The all-star okay. game talk. And and it's just the... My issue is that you guys just like Connor go on without it's tough. interrupting him as he's <laughs> jumping. Well, you know, it is a bit of a challenge Um, you know, on a on a show-to-show basis to, to keep Connor in check. So I figured since Connor's gone this week, you know, he's kind of our resident Rockies expert. So let's have a full show about baseball. Just, just, <laughs> just to do it without him. Just so he's got to listen to us talking That's about perfect. baseball the whole show. I, I, I kid. We'll try to sneak in a little bit of football at the end. But obviously, we're recording here. It's it's Tuesday the 13th. The All-Star Game just just started, I believe, right? Yeah. It's, it's 545 right now. So I believe that has just started. So we thought we'd kind of keep within that theme here. We got a little bit of trivia that uh, uh, Tyler and Nick are going to do here that is going to be kind of All-Star Weekend related themed. But first, I want to touch on the the home run derby. Uh, it was fun. Loved yeah. It. It, it, I, I love the new format, although I have to say it kind of goes back to my whole complaint about the playoffs and brackets and, and how you end up, you know, the East versus the West. When you do the head to head format, you, you kind of got guys that get screwed, you know? Yeah. Guys that really had no... Random. I mean, the, the fact that Otani didn't make it through the first round is a little bit of a joke. Hey, be better. All of the underdogs won. The So it was one verse eight, two, seven, three, six, four versus five. How did they even I determine didn't the seats? That. Yeah, five, six, seven, eight, all yeah, won. Yeah. Like, was it yeah. home run leaders? Who, whoever because did, Pete no, Alonso won it last no. year, and he was the fifth seat. Right. So I'm not really kind of... Whoever's doing those seeds needs to find a new job with the MLB. There is probably the same guy directing their marketing who can't figure that out. But but either way, it was actually I'm going to go ahead and assure you that it probably is the same person. <laughs> I actually think that is that is a good point. I mean, look, I, I like the what does it come to? We're breaking down home run derby format. But oh, oh, it's, I, I these guess are it's the dog July. days of summer. <laughs> I guess it's July. But no, I mean. I guess I would like, you know, all eight and then the top four advance. Yeah. That's what I'm just, I like yeah. that they switched to the time, you know, and just, hey, go at it. But the, the, and the timeout. They, they get a timeout. Yeah, they're, they're, they're cool. gassed, load up on some Gatorade. Let's go. The difference, though, is that when it's one versus one, it's a head-to-head matchup, the second person has a huge advantage because you know the number you need right. to beat. So inherently, the guy who goes first, you know, you set the number, that's kind of a disadvantage. So, but it was still, it was still great. So I love the oversized gloves. Like the gloves are four times the size. That, that and, and on top of it, Pete Alonso's chain. It was like a spinner chain. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. That <laughs> okay, was but he was fun to watch just because he clearly Effortless. enjoyed it. He's having a lot of fun out there. And that's kind of what you hope for in these things. Guys should be taking these things too seriously. That's how you know you screw up your swing for the second half. Unless you're game. unless you're Connor, <laughs> then you want a replica of the exact game. I want exactly what I'd see on July on uh, June twenty eighth and a don't change the game at all. Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the Colorado Rockies' Trevor Story was also in the home run derby last night, and he finished uh, or was eliminated in the second round. 
uh, 20 homers in the first round. Good showing there. Only 12 in the second, you know, and he didn't really belong with uh, with some of those big boys out there. But it, nonetheless, fun to see he him out. He blew it. What are you talking about? He completely choked. I mean, 12 home runs. Right. In this altitude, I can hit 12 home runs. I think I think the high for the night in any round was uh, 35, I believe, by Pete Alonso. I hope I never so. run into him on the street. <laughs> <laughs> no, so was, just turn and walk the other way. <laughs> it was... Uh, I mean, I actually had a bet on Trevor Story. I found a website that was offering like boosted odds or something. So I was cheering for him. But yeah, he. he I do think I I think Story had the longest home run though. I think it was like over 500 feet. Okay. Did anyone hit one out of the ballpark? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's possible. Could you get one out of left field there? I think Alonzo had one that literally went to that that section like deep past the seats in left field, like right where the hot dogs are. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Like, where's the, There's the playground back there and like that area. How far back? That's got to be out of range. I mean, Coors Field is a pretty big park. I wish they would have took the humidifier including off. Including the stands and stuff. Take the humidifier off on I, the baseball. I they thought did. they did. Did they yeah, really? They yeah. For the home run dirty, now, yeah. will they have that back in play for the all-star game i mean you know we want to make sure it's as competitive and no, as exactly <laughs> i think it will be back in for the all-star game yeah, who wants runs who wants to make baseball more exciting i hope it lasts five and a half hours tonight is it, get isn't that innings. though like a baseball elitist thing to say yes. just like we don't want yes. any runs yeah it's like it's all-star weekend let's have a little fun all right so speaking of course field one of the things that anytime you get a national broadcast they they just rave on and on and on about course field. All they and talk how beautiful about. it is. It's like in sports betting, the, the only handicap anyone ever has for a Denver Broncos game is altitude. So, well, they're going to altitude. <laughs> yeah, gonna be tough to play up there. That's all anyone talks about. And one of the things they brought up last night that I actually had to go like look up because I didn't believe it. But twenty six years old, course field was built in nineteen ninety five. I mean that's. It's been around for a while, man, yeah, and yeah. that makes it, uh, I believe, aside from Folsom Field, that makes it the oldest stadium in Colorado, in, in Denver at least. I'm throwing Folsom Field in there because, well, Tyler and I at least are big buffs fans. Well, Folsom's definitely, you, you, without you a doubt, to. the best stadium. I, I honestly have no <laughs> idea about Air Force Stadium, how old that is, uh, or any of the other colleges around. I know CSU just built a new one, so theirs is obviously mm-hmm. brand new, but... I hear they're going to get a football team to fill it soon, too. <laughs> yeah, it's a work in progress. Yeah. It's a work in TBD. progress. Yeah. T- <laughs> um, is Coors Field the best stadium still? Even though it's the oldest one in Denver, is it the best? When you sent me the outline, I thought it was clear the answer is yes. This, to me, seems like the argument would be for who's the, what's the second best. Yeah, I mean, people don't go, for the most part, unless you're Connor, most people go for the atmosphere. So if you're going mm-hmm. there, you're going for the sunset, you're going for the the mountain view, and obviously a Rocky Dog. But but even like the, oh, the Rocky Dogs are delicious. I, I get a little uh, relish, mustard, and sauerkraut, if I can find it. Sauerkraut's tough. Yeah. See, Tyler, I really thought you'd be on my page here, and I, I, I'm going to throw Folsom in there, and, and Coors Field doesn't touch Folsom Field to me. Well, well but... I thought we took Folsom out. I thought we did, excluded that. Did, I, that. did I say that in, in the... That's the best stadium because of the of everything. The best games, college football, I love college football. The best atmosphere. You look behind you. If you're sitting on the east side, the mountains are back there. And that's um, it right there for me. You can well, talk about no. all the views at Coors but, Field, but, but there's got no the, view better than They've that. got the garden area where they sell uh, 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 beer. It's, it's really nicely kept. It's kind of the same thing as Coors Field to where they've done a nice job upgrading and maintaining it. Uh, unlike... Invesco or what's it called now? It's just uh, Mile High. Empower it's field. just Mile High. The fact that I had to rack my brain, high, right? <laughs> right? But that that stadium 
that seems like that's been around forever. I mean, it doesn't seem like the upkeep's that great. It just seems like an old football stadium that gets the job done. And they're always talking about a new stadium. A new a new football stadium and, I, and I wouldn't be opposed to that. The issue is where do you put? I mean, maybe where the old one is. You do see, here's what I say you do, and I don't know I don't know what the capacity is cool. at Dick's Sporting Goods, but could the Broncos not play out of Dick's for a year? But Dick's is so small, the capacity it it's like it's like ten thousand fans. Oh my I think what they're talking wow, about is, is that all the soccer uh, fans. Let me, that let me we look at that. <laughs> it, it's but, but that's the MLS strategy. They built a bunch of these smaller stadiums around the country kind of so for you're that selling reason. Out, right? Then you can drive the price up. Yeah, exactly. I think with Invesco, they're building on the south side of the stadium a big like neighborhood, uh, and it's going to be kind of like a place you can hang out, and there's going to be living spots right there, but I think that's going to be where all that tailgate usually is. Uh, they're going to have a big hangout spot there. Yeah. It's around 20,000 Dick Sporting Goods for, for sports events. What's so it? that's like a quarter. Broncos like 80,000, like 75. No, Broncos, I thought it's like 60,000. No. Let's see. Empower field capacity. Uh, seventy six thousand. So okay. put it. Look so at play at Coors. Play at Coors for a year. Coors. You could you could add in some seating there. I'm just saying. Then you tear down. You build right. Rebuild right where you are. I love Ball Arena though. Pepsi Center Ball Arena. Yeah. I love. Uh, I thought I like I'd get the, maybe uh, a little bit of pushback on that one too because that's a great uh it's venue. Got, it's got the best club level in Denver. Yeah. Uh, Ball Arena. Uh, I since they changed the name, I love Pepsi Center. I know. I yeah. love the Pepsi Center name, but either way. They've got the best club level. You couldn't go with Ball Center, though. It just doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I had to change it to Arena, for right. sure. Um, Avs games. I love hockey. So that's that's there. But no, I think Coors Field, again, the the, the upkeep, the feeling you get when you're at Coors, it's outside. Just, just the accessibility it. of Coors Field and Ball Arena. It, the fact that you can kind of go anywhere and it's, it's easy to get to. I mean, you could say the same thing about um, Invesco, a.k.a. Empower. Right. Uh, easy to get to. See, uh, the one stadium in the country you guys want to go visit I, I, mine's either allegiant stadium where the raiders play just because i've driven by there sure, in Vegas sure. and it looks so cool it's indoor it looks like intimidating or one of the classic uh baseball fields like wrigley field or uh, or fenway something like that fenway yeah, i've or, been to fenway yeah. and and it was awesome except for that i sat behind a pole so that was pretty cool uh they apparently sell those seats right behind the pole and i was a sucker <laughs> that bought it uh not cheap out by of the way, either yeah no they could they took one look at me like whoa, whoa, whoa you got the pole tickets yeah. right yeah uh wrigley i think was going to be the one i would name uh, uh what's the san francisco's uh candlesticks that'd be a great one to go to too it's just it's a cool looking park it's yeah. different uh, but it, to me it'd have to be a baseball park though because i mean sure there's a couple football stadiums going to jerry's world would be cool i yeah, think there's AT&T. some college football yeah stadiums. that'd be cool that's what i was gonna say jerry AT&T, world. the big old megatron yeah. or, or uh super what's it called the mega screen the mega jerry ultra world yeah <laughs> yeah that's it but uh no that'd be cool that one, I want to see PNC Park. The it's the Pirates, uh, Pirates baseball stadium. Sure, uh, yeah. Overlooks the uh, the lake, the river, and stuff. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. cool. That'd be cool. So one of the things I thought was really interesting that the baseball did again, trying to I think adjust the marketing. They're trying to to jump on to something that uh, football has really marketed well, which is their draft. And what they did this year for the first time, they held the first round of the draft during all-star weekend so this was i think friday whatever day it was that they did the draft and uh 
I don't know. I'll tell you what. I've never once in my life paid attention to a baseball draft right. ever. I and I was, I was, I won't say I was glued to the TV, but I've looked into it. I followed up. I think this is a great move by baseball. Were you guys sucked in at all to watching this draft? I didn't watch it, but it? I, I saw the results. I, I like to look at the results only because I hope every single year the Rockies just draft pitching until we score. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, give me a minute. Okay. okay, we'll get there in a second, but I do want to talk about who the, the Rockies did draft. I believe it was number eight overall the Rockies drafted. Benny Montgomery. Big Benny. He, he Benny is the Jet. out <laughs> of uh, Lewisbury, Pennsylvania. He's a high schooler, 18 years old, Redland High School. Uh, big guy, 6'4", 200 pounds. He's a right-handed hitter. Um, and uh, just a couple of the things that I, I pulled from just kind of scouts notes and things like that is uh, he was thought to have the fastest uh, bat speed, barrel speed, of anyone in the entire draft class. Uh, the, the, the highest mm. speed was clocked at 84.8 miles per hour. Love that. Uh, and apparently <laughs> he is well known for hitting 400-foot bombs in batting practice. Jared, like, it sounds like you're reading a dating profile. He enjoys <laughs> yes. Did you swipe on right? the beach. Yes. He oh, likes- hell yes, I swiped right, man. I, I, okay, because I went into this you know, kind of hearing the uh, uproar within Colorado, which was there was a really good pitcher. Two of them. A couple of Two good of pitchers. See, I mean, Two you're drafting eighth overall i'm sure there's a few other good pitchers there as mm. well uh mm. but they passed up on that and and it's i think classic. a lot of people see that as a classic rockies move I, I don't i think that that's being way overblown yes obviously you need to continue to address pitching as the colorado rockies but this is a team that has absolutely depleted their farm system and this guy is being talked about this guy being benny montgomery is being talked about as potentially the highest upside of any uh, fielder in this draft, I think that's a great move to bet on that upside. You need that star potential coming through your farm system. I, I couldn't disagree anymore. I think you're being way too positive here. And it's not the Benny Montgomery negativity. Benny by the, the way, Jet. Benny the Jet. Benny what a great name. Best name in the draft. We got the number. No, if actually, I were to the, rank the, these the guys picture that on, I was looking at has a better name. If I were to rank these guys on names, Benny Montgomery is my number one overall. But, but how about Kumar Rocker? Well, and that's, who, that's pretty that's sweet. Who, that's who we should have taken. But here's the thing. This is not an anti-Benny Montgomery thing. I'm sure he's going to be a great player. But this is such a Rockies move. I heard this. I go... How Rockies of them? There's two pitchers on the board, and you guys know I I, I follow, I bet on college baseball. Um, it, it's something to where you can't find a lot of games until the postseason comes. But I follow these guys coming into the MLB, and there were two pitchers that I think are a couple months away from the MLB. Now, keep in mind, baseball is not like most other sports where you get drafted and usually get a quick chance to play if you're at that level. In baseball, even if you're elite, you're Mike Trout, you're Bryce Harper, you go through the system. Maybe you spend a week, two weeks, three weeks in AAA or AA, whatever, you go through the system. Some guys do start off in AA, rarely they'll they'll start in AAA, but that's how this works. So there were two pitchers who I think will be ready for the MLB in a couple months of work in AA and AAA. And that's Kumar Rocker of Vanderbilt, and uh, there was uh, uh, Sam uh, Sam Bachman of Miami, Miami of Ohio. Sam Bachman is hard thrower, sinker, gets contact and gets outs. Kumar Rocker is your classic 97, 98 mile an hour pitcher. And Vanderbilt this year had two pitchers who I thought were right on the same level. Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker. Jack Leiter, I think, went one or two overall. And I'm sitting there going, okay, 
And I'm scrolling down. Again, I didn't watch it live. And I'm going, the Rockies, be- please no Kumar Rocker. Please no Kumar Rocker. Please no Kumar. We get to the Rockies' eighth overall pick. He's still on the board, and we don't take him. That could have been, and you talk about it, Jared, depleted farm system. That includes pitching. This is the kind of guy that can be an ace for the next eight, nine, ten years, assuming his arm stays healthy, which is always a, a risk for pitchers. I am so upset they didn't get Kumar Rocker specifically. Yes, it would have been one thing to get Sam Bachman, but the fact that we missed out on who I think will be the next all-star in baseball, Kumar Rocker, I am so disappointed. I mean, it's, it's almost like when you have a Heisman or something like that. This level of player... And Heisman's haven't always been successful in the but NFL. What you're, but what you're just glossing is, over is how frequently guys, pitchers particularly, flame out. And I mean, that's fine. Uh, but but I'm, I, I would be willing to bet those odds that your guy may flame out because Kumar Rocker, who's 6'5", 245, and is going to hit 100 miles an hour in a year or two, that's the kind of guy that you want to build around. So I'll take a... 20, 25% chance of him winning or him getting to that level instead of maybe a 50, 60% chance that Benny Montgomery gets gets there. So I'll take, and again, let's say they both, let's say Kumar Rocker gets to 80% of where a lot of people think he can get and Benny Montgomery gets all the way there 100%. How often have we had the next best thing, the Charlie Blackman, the Nolan Arenado, the Trevor Story, and it never materializes. I mean, it's much its much like the uh, quarterback argument. You got to just keep going and going and going for game changers, and you can't just go for a hitter. You got to have someone that can actually affect games in and out, and you got to keep ch- taking that chance. Look, and I don't disagree with you, but it. baseball yes. is a very, very different sport from football. You look at, statistically speaking, the odds of drafting a quarterback after the first round and him ever being anything special are not good. Most pitchers Pitchers come well after the first round. Most pitchers are nobodies. A lot of these guys are picked up as free agents coming out of different countries, things like that. So the odds of hitting on a first round pitcher are not nearly the same. Yes, it's the same in theory. And yes, you got to take keep taking swings at pitching. But when you have a guy, if you feel like this is a generational type talent, you feel like this could be your next big star, I don't have a problem with you taking that. Now, would I have been unhappy to see them take one of these pitchers instead? No, by all means, I would have been very happy. In fact, I'm caught on that fence there like, man, you, you probably should have done it. But the idea that this is, oh my God, it's such a Rockies move. No, it's not. They grabbed a great player who can be a no. star. When I disagree. When I say it's a Rockies move, I think they need to go all in, get only pitchers. So you only draft pitchers. Just don't take anyone else. You don't need anyone in no, the field. No, you want to fill the roster, but this is the kind of prospect that you get once every five, 10 years. This is the kind of prospect you get rarely. Again, this is not an anti-Benny Montgomery thing. We got a great player. This is such a pro Kumar Rocker, and I want to do this. Let's put the let's put a little pin. You know how you can do that on your maps, on your phone? Let's put a pin in, in, the, in the ball cap of Kumar Rocker and follow him because I have a feeling in a year and a half, I'm going to come back on the show as a guest, and I'm going to be able to say... Remember when we passed on that pitcher who's in his rookie year going for, you know, the, the rookie of the year award. So and that's what makes to me the, the MLB draft following that a lot of fun because it's like, yeah, you do. You almost have to like make note of these guys to follow up in two years because 
you're not going to hear. I mean, even following the Rockies, we're not going to hear a ton about Matt, Benny Montgomery. Right. The kid's 18 years old. He hasn't even graduated high school yet. I mean, I guess he probably just did it. It's July now. Yeah. Uh, but you know, young, the, kid, yeah. the kid's barely out of high school. I mean, you're not going to hear his name for two, three years, at least as a casual fan. I guess, I, I guess to your point, Jared, we have holes everywhere. You know what I mean? I'm sure he's a great pick. Got to load up either way. But that being said, I mean, we just... But it's about how you fill a roster, right? Like in the NFL, if your holes are quarterback, you don't have a secondary, you don't have a line, that's a lot worse than uh, inside linebacker and receiver. Like to me, one's so much easier to fill than the other. The Rockies, if you get that core of a pitching staff and you happen to hit on a couple fielders, that's what the Rockies should do instead of the other way around, hoping to hit on a couple pitchers and making your lineup solid. So I think it's the way you build this lineup. And I think if you're going to compete, as the organization that in Denver, you've got to do it that way. You know, the Rockies had success one year in 2007, hit, you know, kind of flash in the pan, and everyone wants to go back to that. I think if you're going to win consistently in Denver, you have to have one of these elite pitching staffs to overcome the altitude, and then you can fill in the gaps uh, with, with the other things. Because look, you guys talked about it last week or maybe two weeks ago. The Rockies have the best home record in baseball. Do you think that's because they are intrinsically the best baseball team at home when they play? Or do you think there's really something to other teams coming here and their level of play goes down because they're in altitude and the Rockies get a slight elevation because they're used to it? They know how to play. So if you you bake that into the equation, then we don't need a great offense. We need an average offense and a great pitching staff. Then things work out. So that's how I think the Rockies should Well, and I think my only real argument is that when you look, there is not that rising star within this farm system. So if you feel like you have that guy, I don't care what position it is. You got to you got to hit all of them. And I think this is a great pick from them if this guy can be that guy at a younger age, he has less, you know, less mileage on him. I think he has is a guy that can be a star, be a leadoff hitter for the Rockies for a long yeah, time. We'll see. We'll see. I still I still, I don't mind I don't mind Benny Montgomery as a player, but I think we missed an opportunity. I, we'll see. I, put a pin in it. I did not <laughs> I did not look at his picture at all. How much does he look like Benny the Jet, and is it pre-mustache or post? He just looks like uh, he looks kind of like I did in high school. Long hair, you know, kind of skinny. Tyler, you kid. look like now, <laughs> like you did in high school. I don't know. In high school, I looked like I would have fit right into the dazed and confused uh, cast. You know, slightly slower, <laughs> right? I talked a little slower back then, but uh, yeah, either way. Yeah, you you got too much energy for that All group right. now. Yeah. I don't I don't think they would handle you very well. Mm. All right, before we move mm. off of uh, baseball and the All Star Weekend, uh, I want to do a little trivia for the two of you guys. And we're gonna. Th- do a little bit of all-star theme to it, okay? Okay. So this is all kind of themed around, you know, home run derby, all-star game, different things. So so No see- cheating, Nick. Not a cheater. Yeah, you got you see how the laptop <laughs> pulled up in front of you. No cheating. I'm pulling up pictures to compare Benny Montgomery side by side. <laughs> oh, with this is important. This is important. This is important stuff. <laughs> Uh, we play. Let's get some. Yeah, let's, let's get some game music show. going. We 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 forgot that last week. Oh yeah, that's oh yeah, that's that, what it's we like. Nice. It's classy. Okay, it's pure class. Do we all have Science. buzzers or something going here? By the way, too, or we could just beep in. I didn't realize this beep, was beeping a fair. Beep, beep, Richie. Beep, beep, beep. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, soap, soap says the sound. I'll just I'll beep myself. Yeah, okay. Beep. What year was the first MLB All Star game played? What? What kind of a question is that? Uh, give me a it's decade. A tough question. This give me is a, su- a decade. Give me a decade. Give, give me, me a century. Decade. Which Boy, century? This is so well thought. Okay. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I go for it. <laughs> Was that me? Um, I'm going to go the uh, 70s. Get out of here. Way off. <laughs> I love it. 
twenties. Whoa! <laughs> you are closer. The first All Star Game was in nineteen thirty-three. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, closest to the holes, Nick, on that one. So since that, yeah. and I'm not giving you guys either a point. Neither of you guys got that. Yeah. Um, since then, who, which league, National League or American League, has won more games? Uh, American League. Wait, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. ding. <laughs> Mine will like, be a little like I'll Jeopardy I'll when you don't ding, ding, ding. phrase it. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I will start making you guys. Right? Uh, yeah, uh, American League. And I know that because there was a, a stretch of like 15 years what a weird where the American won like 12 games in a row. Yeah. Okay, which sort of leads into the next question, actually. Um, the rest of these, by the way, four more questions. They're all worth two points each oh, there are two the parts two, two part answers I love two okay? x two part answers All right. which league has the longest winning streak first question and the second one is how long ding 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 oh, ding 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 <laughs> <laughs> which ding got in was that me that was you your, your, your ding is a higher pitch it hits right. my ears yeah, a little yeah. bit i'm going american league and i'm going to say the longest winning streak is 12 games wrong on both accounts get out of here so you obviously Told the answer for the one, okay. but still well, for one point. The answer. So right, uh, number of I'm games. If he was listening, about it, let me think about it. NL. Oh uh, wow! Free freebie. Seven games. Wrong again. Mm. It, you were close at twelve. Uh, Eleven. Okay. Games. Eleven games. It was like the from like eighty-two to ninety-three. See, with, with, the buzz, with the buzzers, I'm gonna pull a Conor McGregor if Nick wins. I'm saying, oh, his illegitimate win. You have to start talking. You have to start talking bad about my family right. and things like that too <laughs> afterwards. That's the, best, that's the best. That's the best part. Is they immediately go for the wife. Yeah. Why is it always the wife? Connor. <laughs> what did she do to you? <laughs> okay. Next question. Who was the first Rocky to ever compete in a home run derby? Ding ding ding. Dante Bichette. What year? Ninety eight. Wrong on that one. Tyler uh, still point back. Dante Bichette. You gotta go. Ninety five. Wrong again. You're close. 94. Mm-hmm. Um, I, am I supposed to be keeping score? Because I'm not. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, think we're, I think we're even. We're even. Yeah. Okay. You can always go back and review the tape. We can That's go right. up to That's 4X. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, let's make the last one worth the 12. <laughs> Only one Rockies player has been in the Home Run Derby twice. Name that player. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Larry Walker. Larry Walker. Hey. What, what are the years? Um, we're going to go 1998 and 1996. Did I get it right? No. Oh. <laughs> You're pretty close, though. Uh, we'll say uh, 96 and 97. 97 and 99. Ah, I had to chuckle because okay. you had the, the yeah, breakout, right? Yeah. You were just one year off. Oh, well, didn't the Rockies host the 1998 All-Star they game? They did, yeah. So I, I assume that these Rockies yes. are in that game. That's why I keep guessing them. Okay, Tyler goes up by one point here. We have one more question. 14 Uh-oh. points for the marbles. a two-point <laughs> question as well. Again. So this will decide it because I'm up by one. It's the name and the number, okay? The most home runs in one round of a home run derby. Ding, ding, ding. <sighs> and, and who did it? And who did it in the number of home runs in I'm gonna the round? Go, I'm going to go uh, Mark McGuire, uh, 37. No, wrong on both accounts. Soaps for a chance at the win. I you went, need both. I went like I knew it, and I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll say... Uh, Just go Mark McGuire's yeah, Mark McGuire. No, no, Ford, no Sammy, Sammy Sosa, yeah. 40 home runs. You actually got 40 home runs, correct? No, it's Vlad Guerrero Jr. just two years ago, oh, wow. 2019. 
Vlad Jr., huh? Yeah, Vlad Jr. Hmm. And also, pretty interesting stat. I was looking through at like the most home runs all time in the home run derby, and there's like three or four guys. He's he's tied for third, Vlad Guerrero. Every other guy ahead of him has been in the home run derby multiple times, and he's been in one time. He had 91 home runs. But that's in not one fair because it depends on the park you're playing in. Like if if every All Star game were in Coors Field, that would be fair. But it's every true. every year it's different. So that's that's not fair. Hey. You got to play Try, the cards. You're trying, to pump, you're trying to pump this. So these, Connor these guys up or uh, with, uh, Connor Tyler sort of you know stumbled to a victory yeah. there. Yeah, woo, womp womp womp. Yeah, I thought fun. you guys would have a little more knowledge on the uh, the All Star festivities here. No, my, my own my other piece of knowledge on the All Star festivities is not a piece of knowledge at all, but it's something I saw last night. I love how there's always one person with the giant sign of the target during the home run derby. And it's kind of fun, right? Hey, hit this target. Woo, right here, you know? And it's fun at the beginning of the Home Run Derby. I saw this poor woman who was holding the sign at the very end of the thing. And I'm thinking, was she standing there for the last two hours holding that sign? And does she think the hitters are identifying it and they can get it out there? Yes, but to both. Also, <laughs> can I figure out what her shoulder workout is? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I had no so many way, questions. man. I could not do that. They showed her constantly because she's in one of those seats and I'm going either she likes that or I don't know. I I don't know. Home run uh, derby and a workout. Exactly, right? But the home run derby. At least she didn't go diving off into the stands. But like I said, the celebrity all-star game, that was the the best part of the weekend. Watching DK Metcalf strike out was hilarious. DK Metcalf had a rough game. He let a couple balls between his legs at third. He struck out in softball. Good okay, but do you think DK football. Metcalf, somebody came to him, he's like, yeah, 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 I totally do this. Or did his PR guy like, oh, this would be a good thing. I'm going to sign you up for it. And he's like, bro, I don't play baseball. It, it didn't look like he never played before. I have never before. played baseball in my life. Because some of these guys, you get out there, I'm like, but you it, could not have thought this was a good move I for said you. The, like, I said this a couple weeks ago, but give me Bill Nye out there 10 <laughs> out of 10 times every <laughs> single celebrity The game. funniest part of DK Metcalf striking out was right after him in the lineup was JoJo Siwa, this like 12-year-old girl. Oh, and yeah, she knocks yeah. like a double in the left center. <laughs> First pitch. I was like, ooh, that doesn't look very good. Social media stuff. How about Vaughn going yeah. out there and bunting, though? You know, I mean. Vaughn. I mean, hey. Vaughn likes to win. He knows his strengths, man. The fact him for that he didn't tear his ACL on the run to first was yeah, exactly. more oh, than enough. Man. That was a win. That yeah, I kind of feel like if I'm a if I'm a football coach, I'm not real happy about right. my players. Lots being a part this year, of this Vaughn. celebrity game, yeah. especially coming off of a COVID season where everyone. I mean, we've seen that with the NBA Finals, the NBA playoffs in general. Just how weathered and worn out these guys are. So I'm a little surprised that anyone's doing any of this offseason stuff. Um, before. Before we get out of here, I want to touch a little bit about the, on the Broncos. It's not a topic we've really discussed a ton lately because, frankly, there's been nothing to talk. And the, the thing I hate more than anything when I listen to most of the local Colorado shows, whether it be at podcasts or radio alike, they just talk Broncos to death. And there's never anything to talk about. They fabricate and make things up. But I, I, that's kind of what I want to talk about right now is the lack of any sort of traction or noise to the Aaron Rodgers trade. It was a topic that was hot. I know Connor was coming on here saying he thought it was a done deal. It was going to happen. Oh, wait. Did I just do a Mark Schlereth? And just, sources. Yeah, yeah sources, sources. 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 Sources say Aaron Rodgers. Guarantee it. Sources say. There's been nothing. And it seems to me like the longer this goes, 
the more that I'm looking at this as a dead deal. It's it's I don't see it happening. I, I really don't. I said it from the start that I think the Packers should approach it with this manner, let it all calm down, get up to the beginning of the year. Then if he doesn't show up, okay, we'll start to look to train him. But otherwise, you don't get away, get rid of a Hall of Fame quarterback when you when you're on the brink of a Super Bowl. I tend to think the same thing, except for if you look at the sports betting market. I, I often look at the sports betting market as sort of like the truth serum because everyone says stuff and you hear it on ESPN and Fox. Uh, before the show, Soaps, weren't you uh, uh, talking about what the current odds are in terms of Aaron Rodgers coming to Denver? As of like two weeks ago, I think it was minus 150. Minus 150 for Aaron Rodgers to come to Denver. Like that's That's crazy. So... This is still going on behind the scenes. I mean, there has to be more that's going on because if that weren't the case, these sports books wouldn't be taking bets where the Broncos are the favorite for Aaron Rodgers to end up here. So there's got to be more going on right now than we know about. I think it's a good... I think that there's so much that, again, we don't know. Aaron Rodgers coming to Denver could still be in the cards. Well, what I still want to know with, with that stat there is is that factoring... Like, where does Green Bay factor in that? Or is that like if he leaves... We're talking minus 150 to go to the Broncos. Because that's a big difference. Because right. I agree. If he leaves, I am fairly confident the Broncos are near or at the top of his list. I just don't see him going anywhere. You know, at the end of the day, the hardest part is what do you what do you give to get? You know what I mean? And nobody seems to be able to answer that question. Was what do you give to get a 38-year-old, a 39, I think, even uh, quarterback? I don't, but don't, I don't you know. give... I mean, I would give Vaughn Miller in a first-round pick. Oh, okay. get out. you're like three first-rounds in Vaughn. We'll get him for you. That, and I mean, even I that, mean, they I think probably you do whatever you they can want to get Aaron Rodgers here. They would rather have a Bradley Chubb. They'd right. rather have a Patrick Sertan, uh, Justin Simmons. They want a young building block, not an aging. And look, there's going to be a lot of people who are listening to this and yelling at us when you don't trade Vaughn, you get Aaron Rodgers for two years. You know, but I think you need a quarterback, and if you can get Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, doesn't matter how long they have left. You go get them and give give up what you need to to bring them in. If I have to watch Teddy Two Gloves go 12 for 18 for Teddy. 120 yards, Look, a touchdown and a pick, I don't hate tough. Teddy. I'm, I think I I'm in a vast minority. People don't like Teddy. I'm not a big uh, hater I don't, on I Teddy. We, I don't, I I don't, I don't dislike Teddy, but we, we know Teddy's ceiling. We know what he does. I am actually he, really, really surprised this offseason at the like the backing for Drew Locke. And oh. it's like, everybody, no, I'm, I'm shocked at this because everyone, like t- Teddy Two Gloves comes in and I'm like, okay. We got a floor. I would rather personally see Drew Locke as a starting quarterback because if you are accepting that you're putting Teddy Two Gloves in as your starting quarterback, you're accepting that 8-8 eight and eight is the ceiling I will Whoa, put on this team. hold on. I don't think that's the case. I think that if Drew Locke's the quarterback, that's the case. I think with Teddy Bridgewater, and let's keep in mind, we're probably playing in the best division in football, if not one of the two best divisions. I think the the, the Broncos could win nine or ten games with Teddy Bridgewater. Here's the thing. It's the ceiling question with Teddy Bridgewater. Exactly, and, and that's and what I'm getting. You have a higher ceiling with Drew Locke. Yes, your floor is much lower, but go wait, give wait, wait. it a shot. I don't agree with that. I think the ceiling for Teddy Bridgewater is... 13, 14, 15 rank in, the, in like quarterback in the NFL. Okay. And that's out of 32. So I think he can be slightly better than average. 16 is average. I think he can be slightly better than average. Drew Locke, I think he's pretty nestled in between 18 and 23. Well, yeah, but we don't necessarily know that. You know what I mean? He shortened off season, COVID, the whole thing. I mean, you got to give the guy a full year to at least prove himself. I, I'm not necessarily the biggest Locke fan, but... Gotta let him I, I don't say I, don't, I, I, I don't disagree with so. what you say that I you have to give him that. I think you you should have dealt with the quarterback in the draft. You should have maybe made a play in free agency. You 
you, okay, I guess you did in getting Teddy Bridgewater here, but right. that's when you went, okay, that's the best alternative you're bringing me. Okay, now at this point, what is wrong with, with Teddy looking, Bridgewater? He's what solid. Is, I just don't agree with you that I don't think he will ever be an above average quarterback. You just you I, just I settle. At, you just settle at most. At, everything goes right. Ten and six at most everything goes right look you guys can call me an old man get off my lawn i hate the fact that drew locks dancing after a first down the, the broncos could be down <laughs> would you 30, draw, like the that broncos, narrative is hey, silly the broncos what could be doing? losing 34-0 in the fourth quarter and if drew lock scores a touchdown he's dancing off he's taking a selfie instagram on the side it's like dude but look know at, what's going on in the game i'm okay if you win in overtime like the broncos did last year against the chargers or whatever that game was and you want to celebrate fine but I want my quarterback to be a leader. I want you to be a grown-up Look at there. a guy like Cam Newton. He's a guy that I think you saw go completely both directions. And when he's out there celebrating, making a, you know, essentially mocking the guys that he's scoring on, doesn't matter when he's putting up all these touchdowns and all these points. All of a sudden, that flips and you're not performing. I agree. When you're not performing, get that crap out of here. I don't care what you're doing. As long but as you're Drew putting Lock, points on their Lord. Drew Locke's not performing. He, Pro Football Focus had Drew Locke as the 31st out of 32 quarterbacks last year, and they're very good at ranking positions. I just think that this guy that's not who I want leading my franchise I want that's I, fine I for don't receiver. disagree there's certain Teddy positions not in business either, that I want professionals and adults in there and there's other positions where it doesn't matter in football I want my quarterback to have a professional me- uh, mentality I don't want my quarterback to to be dancing and worried about this stuff I'm fine if receivers do it I want my quarterback to be different here, here. I'm not a fan of Drew Locke and it doesn't matter like Nick you said we need to see him this year you need to see I've seen enough I'm, I'm I'm completely done with him. I see. We'll, we'll say this. I know exactly what I'm getting with Teddy Bridgewater and what I believe you're getting. Ted, Teddy Bridgewater is one of the best backups in the league with Drew Locke. Maybe he can be a mid tier starting quarterback. I don't think he has upper tier. I think he could be a mid tier starting quarterback. Is that the guy I want to build my franchise around? No. Is that the better of the two evils in my mind that you're looking at? I will take the upside and the potential that he can make this a high potency offense. If, if Teddy Bridgewater is your quarterback, you do not have a high potency offense. If let's all give our records, what we think the Broncos will go. If Teddy starts all 16 and if Drew Locke starts all 16, I'll start. I think if Drew Locke starts all 16, we go seven and nine. I think with Teddy, we go nine and seven. You, go ahead. Uh, honestly, I think Eight and eight, both of them. I, 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 so you don't think there's a huge difference for either quarterback? Yeah, ultimately, I just think I just think with Locke, you haven't seen the full season, the full ability, and he makes a ton of mistakes. And you know, he throws a deep ball, you know, yada yada yada. But the, the kid hasn't had the kid. Yeah, you know, you, you just got to give him. a No, full we're season. old enough yeah. now. We can say <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, we can say I that felt now. old. I felt old <laughs> saying that. So I think it's seven and nine, nine and seven, regardless. Okay. Ultimately. Okay. Before you guys freak out on my answer here, hear me out. Hear me out the whole way through, okay? Because that's going to kind of sound like it's contradicting what I just said, but I believe this is why you oh, have to go with Drew Locke. I guess right. Connor's not here. Someone's got to be Yeah, that's right. Bonus. I got I to give the whole camp take, okay? <laughs> uh, I think with Teddy Bridgewater, I see an 8-8 eight eight team. I think it's a team that's improved from last year. I think they're improved all around more for last year. I actually believe if Drew Locke is your quarterback, you're a 6-10 and 10 football team. Get out of here. that is why Drew Locke needs to be your starting quarterback because then we're not dancing around the subject again next year. You understand what you need to do. You have to go get a quarterback. They blew it this year and not going and getting Justin Fields. Wait, so you think Drew Locke would be 6-10? and 10? Yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. So I think they're a worse the team. They're going to be yeah. worse with <laughs> Drew Locke. 
and I think so you want through the draft that, pick next year. you will understand and learn that Drew Lock is not the guy. Is it an issue, though? that next year is one of the worst quarterback drafts in a long no, time because, in football. because before Joe, Joe Burrow showed up, that, that was going to be a bad class. And the year before that, okay. you know, it's every year there's a guy that comes on. And, and I, I think, and maybe that could be to your benefit to where maybe your guy doesn't need to be a number one or number two overall pick. And if you're sitting at the six or seven pick, similar to a situation where Justin Fields fell into your lap, Maybe you get to sit there, you get to save your draft pick, save your ammunition, and still get your guy. It'll be interesting to see with the new GM what happens, regardless of what record we go, the strategy that that's in place, because it just feels like each year the Broncos just do counterintuitive stuff. I mean, Joe Flacco in his prime, give me a break. I'm the <laughs> I'm the biggest John Elway fan ever, but come on. Well, and and I actually am very intrigued by that myself because in my mind, and, and tell me if you guys think differently, but George Payton brought a very different vibe and feel to that front office than there has been throughout an offseason for the Broncos since obviously John Elway was put into that role and, and he was in charge of it. Totally different direction and vibe and approach I mean, to what he did this offseason. <laughs> I'm excited. You know, my, my only reservation, and I don't mean to be skeptical or negative, but everybody sounds good in the interview. Sure. You know, it always, it's easy to get excited about that, but the proof's in the pudding. You know, again, Jared and I are big Colorado fans, CU. When they hired Carl Durrell, whew, it was... Uh, it was a very meh. Exactly. You know, <laughs> some people were excited, and then he gets on the field, starts recruiting. It's like, okay, that was a good hire. Let's see what the Broncos do. Let's see if they start building with a purpose, drafting with a purpose, getting free agents, trading with a purpose. Because John Elway, for a long time, I didn't see it. I mean, it's easy when you're bringing in a keep to leave to Marcus Ware, Peyton Manning. That's easy. But when you're plugging and playing and building a team with a certain vision, I didn't see that for the I, last couple I of years. I would describe John Elway as how I am as a GM in Madden. Where like, <laughs> you get <laughs> frustrated because you lose in the playoffs and you just exactly. go like, tear the whole thing down and start over, man. I'm Screw all these Maybe guys. Maybe he does play a lot of Madden. <laughs> Can I bring up one thing for all my Madden players out there? Madden's done such a great job of making the game more realistic. It's become more fun, more and more mirroring what happens in real life. But they have a long ways to go for the trading. Have you noticed in real life, you'll get like a, you know, a quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater for like a third or fourth round pick. You'll get some of these guys for the draft. In Madden, you can... You can get like a, 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 a third string quarterback and they want two first rounders for it. I would still say yes. It's impossible to trade Madden. Can we do something about this? No, see, start the key in Madden, though, is, is you got to go for the draft picks. It's about trading it, four it, it draft really picks. It really is. Because, yeah, mm, then, you can, okay. then you can trade okay. your third string left guard, and he's got value, even though nobody would touch him in the NFL. So maybe I need know? to come to you guys for my Madden strategies. Yeah. Oh, I'm all about drafts. Yeah. I get, like, five first-round draft picks, dude. You're just stacked in two years. Okay. Right? That's the okay. key. The that's long the game. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess that's why I lose all the time in Madden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, see, Madden's kind of one of those video games that, like, and most sports games get this way where like you you more learn to beat the game than exactly. actually be good at it. Like that's what you just me. know how to like the certain play you need to run and it works. Every that's time. what drives <laughs> me crazy about video games these days is there's certain little and it's not it used to be a play. But now it's more like little little quirky things here or there. It's it's the little details that add up to people being able to whoop other people in these games and 
Yeah, that's kind of what it comes down to these days. But. So, so you guys are spoken wa- from a true school. Watch, you guys online. like to watch <laughs> video games, huh? That's you no, guys? I, I haven't got there well, yet. Well, I know COVID. that's like the new thing during during the COVID. Yeah, avid fan, but it's not like not the thing now with like teenagers. Oh, on or, Twitch. Or, yeah. No, I can't do that. No, yeah, like, like Discord or stuff like that where they're watching. You, you just said Twitch, and I still don't even know what that is. <laughs> like, I keep yeah, that's me after too much coffee. That's all I think of. I I I was forced by Woo's Media to get on to Twitter because you have to have a presence like that's an important part of this yeah. and, I, and i regret it every day because now i'm just hooked yeah you know, let me tell you hooks in man there's not a healthier place in the united states of america than the comment section on twitter mm. you could get you want a healthy good old-fashioned discussion <laughs> that's where you go that's like the problem is they keep feeding me stuff of like topics that i don't like but i always click into the comments because i just <laughs> i just love just reading through it just i mean sometimes you need a good laugh you know it's been a long hard day you just you kind of gotta laugh yeah, it's it like off 8 38 a.m i need a break yeah. A spe- yeah. <laughs> especially <laughs> exactly. during political season that yeah. oh, that got rough twitter was not a very good place for a few months there <laughs> Uh, well, today was fun. Thanks yeah, for thanks for guys. joining again, Tyler. We appreciate you as always being on here. Connor will Absolutely. be back next week, and I think we'll just let his mood tell us whether it was a good week or a bad week. The in thing Vegas. with Connor, the over-under we should have had at the beginning of this was how many cash withdrawals. <laughs> how many times <laughs> okay, the real quick, before we get out of here, what are we setting it at? F- five, four and a half. Four and a half? Tyler, uh, you taking over? I'm taking under four and a half. Okay, mm-hmm. I will go over. We will follow up with Connor next week. Make sure you join us. New episodes every Wednesday, or you can always find us on Twitter at Red Rock Sports One. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.